Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Tagenda, your weekly plus recap of the pop culture shit you need to know so that you're not boring. My name is Tatenda and I'm your host, so let's hop to it. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Tagenda. I am Tatenda, your host, and I am so excited to be back. You know, I've been really thinking about tinkering with weekly or bi-weekly. Weekly, a little more stressful, but the podcast, it moves along. Less happens. Bi-weekly, better for my mental health, but oh my God, do we have so much to talk about. So much to talk about. So let me know what you think, weekly or bi-weekly. What are your thoughts? Please let me know. You can follow us at the Tagenda on Instagram. I am no longer on the artist formerly known as Twitter. Even though I have accounts there, I'm just not there. I don't spend my time there. I think it's mean in there. I don't like it. Um, or you can email us directly. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter at thetagenda.com. Um, or you can just find us on Instagram. Or you can come to our Patreon. Patreon, I still don't know how to say it. And honestly, I look into it, and then as soon as I get in front of this mic, I forget how to say it. But you can also reach us there. Speaking of, if you would like to support the pod, because we have so much happening over here, we have a team of people supporting this shit, please feel free to support us. We have two levels of membership. One is $3. The second is $6, and that gets you longer form content that I record every now and then. So with all of those plugs in, let's get to it. We have so, so much to talk about. But first, we're going to the sads. We're going to the sads. The sads. This one makes me really sad. Actor Ron Cephas Jones passed away this week. He had died at the age of 66 on August 20th um, of complications from lung disease. He's been sick for quite a while, but he's had a really, really impressive life. So Ron Cephas Jones is a really renowned black actor. He is known most recently for his work on This Is Us, but he has been a prolific stage actor um, for most of his career. And I have known of him. I didn't even watch This Is Us, but he is also known as the father of Jasmine Cephas Jones, who made her career um, debuting on Hamilton, which is how she got national recognition. And then she's been on a number of television shows since. And her and her father are the first and only father-daughter duo to win Emmys on the same night, which I think is really cool. This happened pretty recently. I think it was last year or the year before. But he has been an inspiration to many actors and many stories have come forth about how he really poured into the younger generation of Black actors. And I'm just very sad to hear about his death. Um, He played really, really deep characters who were complicated. And he's noted as saying in many of his speeches that he's able to play those characters just because of the depths of his life. Um, He has been homeless. He has overcome drug addiction. He grew up, you know, in a, in a pretty rough time for Black Americans, especially older folks. So um, I hope his family is, you know, just coping as best they can and our thoughts are with them. May he rest in peace. This sad also hits home for me. Rapper Magoo from the 757, my hometown, passed away at the age of 50 this week. His real name was Marv Melvin Barcliffe, and he passed away on August 14th and he is known I grew up knowing of him not just because I was in the hometown but he really was a part of that cohort of up-and-coming folks in the 90s Timbaland Missy Elliott Pharrell that cohort of folks out of the 757 Magoo was an integral part of that group um we do not know the cause of death but I am just so sad to hear about this like literally hometown homie it's 
just sad. So, you know, wishing his family the best and we're so sorry to hear about this death. I'm so sad. These these sads have been really rough this month. It's just hot trash summer. Time for the goss. So because the sads were so sad, let's just talk about babies because our favorites had babies this week. So I don't even know what order to put these in. But Serena and Alexis Ohanian, her husband, the guy who founded Reddit, they had their second baby, Adira River Ohanian, on August 22nd. Congratulations, Serena. It seems she has not announced that she had any complications like the last time. It seems like mother and baby are doing well. The beautiful photos that they took with Olympia and the baby were adorable. Check those out on Instagram. So thrilled. Also, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky announced this week. So they announced on August 22nd, but the baby was born August 3rd, which is very Rihanna. She never tells us what's happening as it's happening. But I am just so, so thrilled. We do not know the name for that baby yet. I'm sure they will tell us in their own due time. But I am just so thrilled for both of these families. Thank goodness. We needed some joy. We needed some happiness. Congratulations. So let's talk about relationships because there's a lot happening here. So actress Zoe Deschanel is engaged to one of the property brothers. I don't know which one. I didn't look. I I can't tell them apart. I am surprised they're getting married to a woman. I'm so excited, though. Congratulations, Zoe and property brother. I hope she has houses that are better built than their show. Um, But it's a very entertaining show. And then we got some divorces. So the big, big one is that Brittany and her husband... Sam Ascari um, have split. Now, TMZ broke this as a split not – no one's filed for divorce, but they are no longer together. And then Brittany has confirmed the reports that they're not together on her Instagram. Now, TMZ also reported that there was a very big blowout fight. There were allegations of cheating. And that is when the split became final. They are reporting – and by the way, it's TMZ, so who the hell knows what's true? And also, I feel kind of guilty reporting what TMZ said because – After all she's been through, like, why am I consuming TMZ? But I didn't do it on purpose. I read the TMZ from a screenshot on Instagram, okay? So I didn't actually give them clicks. However, they are saying that there have been allegations of cheating. Sam hasn't been around as much. We don't actually know the facts. Brittany has not said anything other than they are separated and she is hanging out with her friends. She's outside. So good for you, Brittany. Brittany also has a prenup because that lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, we love him. He be looking out for our Brit Brit. I also would like to thank Octavia Spencer for posting on her engagement. Girl, get a prenup because facts. She got a prenup. So we're very, very excited to hear about that. And in the turn of weird, remember a few episodes ago, I don't remember which one, but I talked about how Real Housewife of Atlanta, former Real Housewife, Kim Zolciak Beerman was getting a divorce from her husband, Croy. And then I reported like the next week that they canceled their divorce. Well, guess what? They're back getting divorced. At- <laughs> Who knows? They'll probably undivorce soon, but I think Kim's a mess. I think Kim's probably the cause of the divorce, and the kids seem very happy with Croy. So, you know, I, like we'll see what actually happens. We got to give this one time. So Monday, August twenty fourth, Drew Barrymore was at an event um, celebrating the launch of another actress's music and a friend of hers in New York. While she was at this event, some man—I don't even want to say his name because that will give him more notoriety um basically bum rushed the stage and started yelling at her about how you should know who I am and 
insinuated that he had been stalking her. She was immediately escorted off the stage by the host. Quick thinking, probably because she was another woman. Um, And then they resumed once he was removed from the venue. But he basically, in his rant, insinuated that he had been stalking her. Like, trying to get in contact with her, etc. He said, you should know who I am. Went into it. Thursday, he was caught in her neighborhood prowling around looking for her. So the Hamptons police arrested him for stalking because he was stalking her. But my question is, why was there not a more swift investigation of this after the initial event where he interrupted her at work and said, I have been stalking you? It is very scary to me how men can do these things and then they can escalate so quickly. And if she wasn't Drew Barrymore, if she was some other woman, because yes, men do just stalk us normals. How would, like, would she be okay? It really worries me. I am so glad she's fine. I am so glad that this man has been arrested. I am weirded out and concerned that he's from Washington, D.C. Like, what a, I didn't know we did celebrity stalkers here, but we're now just adding to our repertoire of fucked up shit that comes out of D.C. So, Yeah, I'm just very, very glad that she is okay, and I am very, very glad that this man has been apprehended. This story took me by surprise because I have not thought of this movie or these people in a very long time because I don't follow sports. But let's rewind, I believe, 10, 15 years ago. Y'all remember the movie The Blind Side? It was about this white family who White Savior rescues this football player, and they take him into his family, and they adopt him, and everyone's one big happy family it won Sandra Bullock her Oscar great well guess what that was not the truth so last week Michael Oher who was the NFL football player who was allegedly adopted by these people and played in the NFL he just sued his family because he has not received any of the earnings from the movie and in fact figured out that he was not adopted by this family But rather, they entered him into a conservatorship, which if we all go back to Britney Spears conservatorship, right, like it is designed for people who are completely incapable of taking care of themselves to have someone protect their best interests. Sometimes these conservatorships are abused, whether it be for mental or usually financial gain. Now, From everything I've read, this conservatorship that the family put in place is bizarre. And it is beyond reproach that he was under the impression that he was adopted. They didn't adopt him at the age of 18. They placed him under a conservatorship where they would receive his finances. And he does not have the money from his own story. So in the lawsuit, it seems that... Michael Oher and his lawyers, his attorneys, are saying that the production company didn't pay him and that the family made millions of dollars. The production company has come forth and said, we paid them $767,000. And so this claim of millions isn't true. And that went to the um, agents and representatives of the family. So basically, the production company is like, leave us out of it. I don't think this disputes the validity of his claims I think it just means that probably the family is a little bit more complicit with maybe the agency or the representatives that they set up but like at the end of the day it is so fucked up that this man is finding out 
decades later that he was never adopted and in fact was under a conservatorship and that he has not seen any of the money from the movie. I am very interested to see how this carries out. And I'm just so disappointed. Can you imagine being Sandra Bullock and reading this now? I feel like the shame she's probably laid on these people. I don't know. But I would like to believe that Sandy Bullock is a beautiful woman. She's a great woman. We all know this. She's also going through a lot of grief right now from her partner passing. So this is just a lot of stress that she doesn't need because these people were, it seems, vile to Michael O'Hare. So wish him the best in his, you know, quest for his money because he needs to get his money and, you know, reclaim a bit of that dignity that I feel like he probably thinks he's lost. So let's get into one of the biggest stories in entertainment right now. Scooter Braun is a legendary talent manager. He is the person who helped Bieber become Bieber. He was there from the beginning. He has an impressive roster of artists that have signed up underneath his company. He also bought another company that was representing many of the K-pop um, artists over in Asia. And so he literally has an empire. Um, he also was kind of a dick. This is a thing where it's just known that he is an asshole. Taylor Swift hates him because he tried to buy her masters uh, a few years ago and would not let her purchase them. And she does not like him. I found this to be a very weird battle because she didn't own them to begin with. And it seems like she didn't have enough money to buy her own music, which I don't think should be blamed on the person purchasing them, right? Like, they're kind of a jerk for not letting her buy them, but like that's not their principal issue. Anyway, don't get mad at me, Taylor Swift fans. I'm just saying she made a lot of money off it anyway, but like still anyone could have bought them and I don't think that's their fault. Like she got screwed by the people who she signed with to begin with. Like they are the villain in the story. Biggest villain. Anyway, Scooter Braun, he had this really squeaky clean image and then all of a sudden his wife divorced him because he obviously was cheating around. And now... Basically, all of his artists have left him within a four-month span. J Balvin was the first to go. Demi Lovato just left him. Ariana Grande has left. And now rumor has it that Justin Bieber has almost left as well. Now, many on the internet are reducing this to the Taylor Swift curse because this is one of the summers of Taylor Swift and Beyonce, just basically women. But I am completely speculating. This is a complete rumor. This is me thinking with my brain why would this many artists who have made this much money and had such giant careers leave someone all at the same time? Probably the discovery of crime. That's why I would leave a manager who's been making me money. Only time will tell. This is complete conjecture. But I think it's weird that all of these artists who have been with him, particularly Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber, who've been with him for a very long time, Demi Lovato, who signed with him when she lost her management team because of her drug addiction issues. All of these people went to him, right? With good reason. He seemed to be the best of the best. He had very um, lucrative deals. And so if they are all leaving at the same time, something's up. And it's not just he's a jerk. Taylor, like, no, there's crimes. And I understand that the Taylor Swift people think that it is because Taylor Swift submitted information about him to the FBI because of lyrics that she wrote in a song that we all thought was about Scooter Braun when it was released. However, time will tell. Time will tell. But it's not looking good for this guy. Like the demise is swift. So pun intended. We'll see. 
we are getting to my next two favorite stories to report on you just because of the absurdity of it all. It is absurd that this is the timeline we're living in, but we're living in it and I'm going to tell you about it. So let's all rewind back to 2020. It is the election. Everyone's miserable. It's 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 a raw time. We're stuck inside. This election's getting crazy. And many might have missed it. I didn't because I'm me. But Kanye West's publicist was very involved in Donald Trump's dealings in Georgia. Now, I don't actually I do care how you feel about Donald Trump in the election. If you support that man and think that the election like this is not the podcast for you, bye bitch. However, if you're a normie and you do believe that the election was not riddled with fraud, aka the truth, then you can hang. You can chill. You're good. Um and Kanye West briefly ran for president. This was a blatant ploy to try and split the black vote because of extreme racism, thinking that all these black people will vote for Kanye West because he's Kanye West and not Joe Biden, thereby making more people have voted for Trump because they split the vote. That did not work. Kanye was out of his gourd. And his publicist was very much so involved with this ploy. So his publicist at the time was connected to the Kushners, who is Jared Kushner married to Ivanka Trump. Blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to when Trump believed that he won the election and there was a lot of folks trying to dirty up and lie about what had happened in the election in Georgia. And they started saying that these specific poll workers were creating fraud somehow. And so Ye's publicist actually went and like harassed these people and told them they were in legal trouble and pretended to be of help. Anyway, that motherfucker got indicted along with all the other people on Trump's team who got indicted in Georgia. And I just feel such relief knowing that we tied up that loose end. I also think it's wild that Kanye West's former publicist got indicted for trying to subvert an election, like fraud, RICO charges, like mob shit, to change an election. That's insane. So anyway, y'all need to know. You need to know. I cannot even believe that I am about to tell you all what I'm about to tell you. The Fire Festival is back. Now, if you missed the Fire Festival, which I'm not quite sure how you did because there were two documentaries about it that came out during the pandemic when we were truly trapped inside, but let's rewind. There was dude, Billy McFarland. He tried to launch a thing called the Fire Festival, which was supposed to be a high-end concert in the Caribbean music festival. All celebrities will be there, bougie as shit, and it turned out to be a disaster. It looked like a FEMA zone. There was no food for folks. There was no lodging for folks. There were no musical acts involved. You could not get off the island quick enough. Again, there are two documentaries, one on Netflix, one on Hulu. I actually highly recommend watching both. They're both highly entertaining and... It was a disaster. Like, Ja Rule was apparently involved. Like, it was so bad. It was so bad to the point that Billy McFarlane, the man who came up with this idea, went to jail for fraud. He went to jail. He's now out. And he announced we're doing Fire Festival 2. And 100 people bought fucking tickets for $550. Because why not let this scammer continue to scam you? I cannot believe... That 100 people 
bought tickets from this man for a festival that failed the first time again. But here we are. Here we are. So (laughs) I'm sure he'll get arrested for fraud again because there's no way this is actually happening. I will be happy to eat my words if he is able to come up with an actual fire festival that actually has celebrities, acts, lodging, food, etc. I will be thrilled to be wrong. But I don't think I'm wrong. I think people are stupid. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's fucking nuts. But here we are, Fire Festival 2. Let's watch. And just to follow up on some other shit we've talked about that I need to update you on to end this pod for the week. One, remember how Kiki went to the Usher show and then her baby daddy acted out and now they, it seems like they're no longer together but no one's confirmed anything? Well, Kiki is in an Usher video playing Usher and it is the best thing ever. I'm so glad for her. Get yourself in that Usher video. Live your dreams. Get your bag. Get it, girl. So thrilling. Second, Lizzo is countersuing her dancers. So it seems that there is now video and photo evidence of these dancers enjoying themselves out that night. I believe that it is possible that they were pretending to have a good time and were actually upset. There's also a world in which they are saying they're now upset. But either way, Lizzo is countersuing. I... I am very suspect of what will be able to be proven in a court of law for the dancers' allegations. I do believe them, but I do not know if they have enough for the criminality or, you know, civil aspects of it to be pursued in a court. It also seems that if Lizzo is able to produce results that make it look like, beyond a reasonable doubt, to a jury that these people were having a good time and are in fact coming in after the fact to try and do some malicious things towards Lizzo, it's possible that she could win. So again, we're just gonna have to wait and see. It's a complicated story. Many different perspectives. Perspectives versus the law are two different things. And I cannot wait to see what happens and what legal experts have to say and what feelings tell us as well. So keeping an eye on that, but just know story's developing. Lizzo is not taking this line down. She's like, nah. I don't think I did anything wrong. I really do believe she does not think she did anything wrong, (laughs) which is a whole other thing. However, speaking of people who don't believe they did anything wrong, we thought Scandaval was over and done. I haven't talked about it for a while. However, Rachel Levis, who is the woman who decided to sleep with her best friend's husband, or basically husband, boyfriend of nine years, behind her best friend's back for seven months, went on Bethany's podcast to do an interview. And in this interview, Bethany was very much so on her side and trying to mix the narrative of Rachel didn't do anything that wrong with we need to have justice for reality stars and networks are taking advantage of her. There are a lot of people who have done a lot of podcasts about this, so you do not need my full spiel on it. But the two main highlights that I think For once, the entire internet is actually agreed upon is one, Bethany is taking advantage of Rachel in the same way that she is claiming that networks take advantage of other reality stars. She made a lot of money on this podcast and it does not seem that she paid Rachel for it. So how is she any different or better than Bravo? Two, uh, Rachel definitely needs some help. I think she is very divorced from reality and I think that she is very easily influenced and I think it's kind of wild how she let a narcissist like Bethany Frankel take advantage of her in the same way that she let a narcissist like Tom Sandoval. Like that says to me that there's something not okay with her and her judgment making and that should be explored. And third, 
I think that she believes her lies, but it is very clear that she is lying. And some of the things she said on this podcast just seemed to be blatant lies. Four, the biggest villain in this entire story is Sandoval. He like is still clearly manipulating her and telling her things that she believes. And I hope that we get to see him kind of catch his on the show because he is a malignant narcissist. And I do think Lala was right that he's a dangerous person. He just lies and lies and lies and lies and lies. And he took a video without Rachel's consent. And that is not okay. And he did not get held accountable for that on the show. She basically, according to Rachel, which a lot of people believe her, I'd believe her because apparently this has happened before, basically said, I'm not going to continue to film if you keep this in the show. And so she very much so is a victim in that way. And I think that this is something that actually does need to be addressed um, because you can't do that. She seems to not be mad at Sandoval at all and tried to blame this on Ariana, which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, those are the like TLDRs of that. Um, whew, what a week. What a two weeks. My Lord, <laughs> we made it. We made it. What a two weeks. I cannot believe we just talked about all of those things. This was very long for me to record. I My, my voice kind of hurts. My throat's a little bit parched, but we made it through. And, you know, next two weeks, we'll see what happens. If you want this to be legally, you really do need to go tell me on Instagram at the Tagenda because truly the two week schedule is working for me. But if it's not working for you, we should, we should, I, sh I need that data. I need that qualitative feedback. Um, so please let me know. And otherwise, I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. I hope everything goes your way. I hope all your stresses and cares get better. I hope that as we are entering the back to school phase, if you are going back to school and listening to this podcast, I wish you well. If you have children that are going back to school, congratulations. And I just am hoping that fall is better than the summer. You know, I feel like I, I, we say this every year, but is it? I don't know, but I, I have hope. I have hope. Please traverse safely. Mercury is in retrograde. Watch your words. And I hope you have the best week ever. XOXO. Bye.